You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Inclement sporting times. Unless there's cricket, there's not much else, but that's all right. There's a bit on. Edward Simpson, how are you? I'm well, mate. Well described. It's a, it gives a good sense of the current sporting climate, I think. Yeah. It's inclement. Yep. Uh, we do have a test on the doorstep, though. Can't wait. Which will get the nation up and about. Yes. Get us out of our seats. Right now, I think the nation's on the collective couch. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting so, for cricket to come waiting back Waiting for on. cricket. On the couch, waiting for cricket. And then once the cricket's back on, they'll stay on the couch, but they'll have something to do. Yeah. Well, you can justify your position on, on the, the couch. couch. Otherwise, you're just a fat slob. Yes. But if you're watching test cricket, it's a pass. That's it. If you're watching test cricket and the missus walks in, it's like, dull. The nation mm. is playing cricket. Mm. If they walk in in Better Homes and Gardens is on, yeah. we've got problems. Yeah. Or who wants to be a millionaire? That's or millionaire it. hot seat Millionaire or hot seat. If you've, if you've come home from work and you're watching, you know, millionaire hot seat. Yeah. A current affair. Yeah. Then you're in trouble. You're I in think. trouble. Yeah. You can't, you can't justify that. Now, if Davey Warner's out there swallowing Australian nuts, then, you, you know, the missus is like, Where, move over. Yeah. I'd like to watch. Too. Give me a seat. I'll get the prawns and then I'll come back. What's he on? Let yeah. me let me have a seat. But that's Thursday. Yes. And we have been without a test for I don't know. I think it was last Monday. Not prepared to guess. It wrapped up the last Monday. Sure. But it's been some time. Tom. Yes, it is. It's been some time before yep. between tests. But that doesn't matter. No. Because things have happened. Yes. Uh, and that's our job is to relay the current events to the punter. And the dribbler. Because, I look, I know there's dribblers out there, particularly dribblers, Tom, that yeah. are struggling to sort of wade through some some hot topics. Yeah. Folau, top of the list. Yes. Uh, there's been some rugby league. Um, Rule changes. But also Latrell back in the Luttrell, headlines. Well, constantly in the headlines is Latrell. But for different reasons. Yes. Latrell desperate for another, you know, rugby league-based bashing. Wants um, a contract. He does but, want a contract, but he'd prefer a rugby league-based bashing so he's not in the headlines is more what I was saying. Right. But look, we'll get to it. Uh, some dribble dribbles, some biffs. Biffs are plenty, if I can be honest. Um, but we'll get to all of that, Eddie, mm. uh, right after this break. First off, now I know we gave you a lot about what we were going to talk about in the intro and we didn't mention this one, but we're going to start with it and that's the way sometimes these things go. Well, I think because it was back-to-back with the intro, it didn't need one as much. Correct. Now, we've been speaking on this podcast for a long time about, obviously, our affinity with Sydney's number one premier basketball team, the Sydney Kings, the Violet Crumbles. That's right. The Lakers of Australia. That's it. Australia's Lakers. The similarities are scary, yeah. frightening even. Bogut's our LeBron. Yeah. Uh, probably uh, Kevin Lish would be our uh, Davis. Yeah. Sure. Our our too many compa- too many too many comparables <laughs> too many comparables too many similarities but obviously we said that the only way we'd go is if it's courtside such as the esteem with which we're held in the Australian sporting public sporting sphere yes that we wouldn't go and support our team the Lakers of Australia unless we were given courtside seats obviously that. Uh, sentiment made its way all the way back to the Violet Crumbles, to the Kings, to the tippy top. Yeah. Tippy top, CEO. CEO, Chris Pongrass. Shout, shout out to him. Maybe a baggy green in it for him. He Possibly. Did, he did ask for one. He did ask for a baggy green, which I thought was... Um, fair. I thought it was fair. Look, yeah. usually I'd go, that's aggressive. Yeah, if you ask for a baggy green, usually... Well, people have asked for him in the past yeah. and we've had to say nah, firmly, nah, brah. But I think... 
given that we were on the court, his court, his at court. the time of asking, yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. You can't Nabra, the CEO of a sporting uh, a sporting team, on well, the, his well, court. Well, Australian Lakers. Australian Lakers. On his court, the Australia Staples Centre yeah. in Kudos Bank <laughs> Arena. Um, again, too many comparables. But... A, a special thank you to to Chris for yeah. for organising the tickets. I'll start here, punters, dribblers. Uh, courtside at Kudos Bank is fantastic. Yeah, there's a there's a bit about it. Like I went out there not not sure what to expect, and that uh, you know what? Look, let's let's put, let's call a spade a spade. Expected the worst. Well, look, yeah, it's, it's important that we that are honest on yeah. the podcast. Always have been. That's yeah. sort of the bedrock of the podcast. The, of the podcast is honesty to the pun and the dribbler. We didn't expect a whole lot going out there. I was sort of like, look, I've watched a bit of NBL on the TV, and it hasn't blown me away. No. It's sort of like watching the A League and then watching the EPO, and you just I go, bruh. I think the TV actually does a disservice. It does a disservice to the product. It does. It absolutely does a disservice to the product because live. On ground level, I felt like I was watching LeBron get around. I felt like I was in Staples Center. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. it was I enjoyed great. it. Like to see the movement. Uh, like to see the chatter, the screens, um, dunks, threes. threes. It's good stuff. Yeah, right. We didn't. We didn't get the chockies. Unfortunately, Tom. not. And look, as it was explained to us, down to poor referee. Now, I'm not a X's and O's man, particularly in the basketball uh, world. Yep. So I don't necessarily know shit refereeing when it's staring me in the face. No. Now, that's because I am an NBL novice. I'll yes. admit that. Yes. Basketball as a whole, even. But Jamie Soward, friend of the show, was out there. He explained... Well, he echoed the sentiments of Chris Prongas that it was awful refereeing. Yes, that it just the the refereeing left much to be desired. Um, now, having seen it, Eddie, I'd say that. I'd also say this: if you wanted an X's and O's from a notoriously non X's and O'sy podcast, I'd say that the other team just shot the lights out, hitting them from everywhere, threes. Twos. They were shooting the lights out, and we did go through a stretch of the opposite, yes. missing everything. Yes. Now, we, we, we had were. a word with the boys at halftime, and they changed their attitude going into the second half. Well, they came back. It was close in the end. But the second quarter was particularly Just embarrassing. diabolical, yes. embarrassing. It was no good. We had a word to the boys at full time as well. Andy and the boys. It was a. Uh, it was over. Um, over some delicious, might I say, uh, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Now this was this was the nice uh, the post game function, which we were obviously invited to graciously by the CEO himself. Um, we we had a word to the boys and sort of about keeping the chin up. Yeah. Not giving up. No, it's chin up stuff at this it's time. It's chin of up season. stuff. They've lost three games all season, so I think they're three and ten. Dior that punters and dribblers, please. But chin up stuff. Yeah. From the crumbles. Yeah. Now I will say this, Eddie, just as an observation, being out at the Staples Center of Australia, Kudos Bank Arena. <laughs> basketball fans per capita taller than any other fan in the sporting world. Tall fans. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, they're tall people. Tall people. I saw more people over 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six than I've ever seen in my life yesterday. It was outrageous. It, it was outrageous and it, it's humbling it's, as well. It's, it's very humbling because people of that stature... <laughs> Impose their will on you, even if they're not in, in trying, trying to, to do so. Yeah, but just walking past them, just getting a brush of air—it's like driving past a semi-trailer on yeah. the highway. You just almost get blown yeah. up. Or being like in the uh, in the redwoods in in uh, California. Yeah, yeah, California redwoods. Tall, stuff. tall timber, left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, it was tall timber territory. Humbling, tall timber territory. Triple T's. 
It's all timber, timber territory. territory. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're not nice people. No, mate. I'm Very not, nice people. Definitely not a value judgment no, on the no, character of the no, individual. No, but absolutely. per capita, taller than most. Yeah, taller than Redwood. <laughs> and Redwood's tall. Redwood's last time I checked. Last, do the sums on Redwood punters, dribblers. Yeah, yeah Dior, Redwood, and, and the size. And the size, but they are NBL fans, basketball fans, tall timber. Tall timber. Uh, special mention to the chef again. For the hors d'oeuvres post-match. Party pies. Party pies. Fish, co- fish cocktails. Fish cocktails. When was the last time, punters, dribblers, you had a fish cocktail? I don't now, think I've had one in my you, life. You were saying that, which shocked me a little bit. Um, given my size. Given your size, but you are you are high-brow, so that doesn't shock me entirely. Yeah, right. Expensive but, taste sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but now that you've had one, I think you'll agree... Oh, once Dipped you go in tartare fish- sauce. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Top notch. It's an absolute no brainer. Top notch. Uh, what else do we have? Little free um, booze. We have free booze. We had little uh, like curry puffs, things of yeah, that nature. Mimosas. Those party uh, What was the what was our uh, free ice cream? Was a nice touch. <laughs> free gay times. Yeah. Was gonna get myself uh, a stubby cooler that sold out, which broke my heart. Mm. But no, I'm thinking of those like had a Mexican or a Spanish sort of name. Yes. Not like a jalapeno, obviously, but like a. Uh, it was. It was. It wasn't even. It, wasn't a. Uh, it was like a mimosa in that it was something wrapped in something. Yes, else. it was pastry. Not a fajita. No, fuck. not a case. Not a case. Not a quesadilla. This is gonna. This is gonna mess me up. It basically it was like a mimosa but Mexican. A Mexican mimosa. <laughs> now, if if someone can tell us what it was, because they we had a couple of them and they were delish. Empanada. Yes. Yes. Empanada. <laughs> get out there and get an empanada, punters, dribblers. Because I mean. They'll change your life. They'll change your life. Courtside empanadas, it's the stuff of legend. It's the stuff of legend. Tall timber territory. Now, one other thing. Lot of professional grade basketball shoes on people clearly not professional basketballers. Now, we I want to clarify Tom's point We've to got the to clarify and the dribbler. It's very important. We're not talking retro basketball shoes. No, you you your Jordans. We're talking performance. Performance like, based. As in your performance shoes, much like wearing spikes. Uh, you know, to around a running to a park. Race. Yes. You know what I mean? Or wearing footy boots to the footy in the stands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> now, you wouldn't do it. No. Or at least if you did it, it might be sort of... It, it, it'd come across weird. Uh, yeah, I think if you were to wear footy boots to, say, an NRL game at ANZ Stadium, you might be, from the outside looking in, maybe perceived as special. Yes. I'm uh, the, only way, the only time you're getting away from it in my eyes, is away with it rather yeah. is if you wear your footy boots on like a dr- on a wet day on the hill at Brookie, or and like you need a, to you need, you need a bit some of traction. You need Fair traction. if you to wear them on a hill, or if it's like a bucks party and you're trying to get some lols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you're at the who sevens. are you? I'm Dylan Napper. Yeah, after the go. 2018 yeah, yeah, grand yeah. final, I'm all dressed up. Yeah. Da, da, anyway, a lot of performance basketball shoes out there. Too many for my liking. Yeah, too many performance based basketball shoes. I just don't think it's necessary now. And I'm, some. Some with the laces taken out. Trying to make a fashion statement with performance-based attire is just not going to happen. Now, you might say, you know, Tom and Eddie, you're wearing baggy greens and Australian Test cricket vests. And I would say, yeah, that's fine, but that's fashion. That's us pushing the fashion narrative forward. Mm. Whereas performance-based shoes with no laces on is just a bit of a a gimp's play. Look, it didn't play. It didn't play. Put it that way. I can't. I don't make up the rules, punters, no. dribblers. No. I just, I just call the rules, right? Yeah. Call yeah. it as I see. Call it as you see. Saw it yesterday. Saw it in bucket loads. Yeah, and 
it didn't play. It was tough to watch. It didn't play. Tough so to if look you're at. the sort of guy that takes his lace, the laces out of performance basketball shoes and goes to NBL games, rethink it. Yeah, because I mean, you get can, yourself a retro pair. Yeah, and that's fine. That's, that's cool. On. But also, like, wear the performance based shoes if you're playing with the boys at the park. Now, obviously, you're going to be an all gear, no idea type operator, but at least you're using it for what it's meant to be there for. Now, I would in, I would implore you to keep the laces in for that. Otherwise, it's rolled ankles galore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna come. You're gonna come a jar. You're gonna you're gonna jar an ankle mm. or maybe worse. Heaven forbid, worse than a jarred ankle. We could have a full-blown roll. We could well, have a break. We could have a fractured green stick or otherwise. Mate, and dare I say sprained. No. And sometimes a sprain worse than a break, punish dribblers, torn ligaments. You'd prefer to snap the bitch than tear the ligaments because a bone heals quicker than ligaments. We all know that. That's well-versed, well-documented. If you didn't know it, do it. But that sort of, I think... Wraps up basketball. That wraps up basketball. That wraps up tall timber territory, redwoods, mimosas, empanadas. (laughs) Uh, Keep your shoelaces in. Yeah. And again, shout out to uh, friend of the show and CEO, Mr. Pongrass. What a man. What a man. And look, is it surprising to anyone that now we, that's the sort of circles we walk in, CEO stuff? It doesn't surprise me. (laughs) I know you're not surprised. Punish people. But if you were, then shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. But just know that we are in that sort of CEO territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handshakes with powerful people. All right. Uh, so in the time since we last spoke, yes, Israel Folau and Rugby Australia have settled their differences. Yes. Uh, payouts undisclosed. Yes. True damage on the game unknown. Yeah, not immediately... Not immediately uh, available to the punter and the dribbler. Well, I think it's fullness of time stuff, right? Yes, well, but there's been a lot of numbers thrown around, but nothing qualified. Well, $8 million is what the Telegraph threw out. I reckon that's... I that's reckon, huge. That's, God, that can't be right. Uh, that's If it's $8 million, then that's a huge, huge uh, more conservative. Out. More conservative figures was uh, 2 to 5. Yeah, right. Again, that's a fair... Like two to five is the $3 million difference. It's That's still, a big yeah. range. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Put I've your mic no a little idea. bit further away just because it's bouncing up high. So, like, it'll still, it's easier for me to pick you up. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, now, would you think that Rugby Australia has bitched it here? Because someone told me the other day, in terms of just while we're speculating numbers, I heard as low as 300 grand and as high as 8 million. Does any payment at any point, Equal bitching out by Rugby Australia, or is like anything under they his contract three hundred grand? You reckon they took? No, I don't. Th- I can't. I can't see Israel and the boys going three hundred grand. The thing about it as well is that Rugby Australia apologised. Uh, yes, and so did Israel, but Rugby Australia apologised to his family and any hurt they may have caused. Yeah, yeah, there was apologies in there, which is obviously part of the settlement. Now, yeah. what sort of where, where I'm at with it is that. Raylene Castle doesn't look good out of this, right? Now, she's gone hell for leather, put her foot down and said, you can't say this. Um, We all know the story. I'm not going to go over it a million times. They go all the way towards, you know, take he getting sued by him, right, put their foot down for that long, and now they roll over and go, oh, mate, we'll settle. I'm just like, why wouldn't you go to court if you've come this far? Yeah, like unless see they it real, but unless they realise that they were going to get gouged out the uh, rectum. But that implies that they got shit advice all the way back at the start. And there were some people saying that there were some people going, "This isn't going to go well for them." You know what? I'd like a lawyer to explain what the fuck was actually 
possible in the in the situation because a lot of us at us just sitting here speculating yes. going should they have seen it through to the end should they not have you know what I mean yes but I still think that from a public perception right Raylene doesn't come out of this good it looks like she's weak as piss should we send a message to Izzy Carey lawyer to the stars uh, while in this podcast if he comes back to us then we'll update it before yes. the end of the podcast yes I think that's a great idea okay so what do we want to ask Izzy Carey lawyer to the stars did rugby Australia Shit the bed resettlement. Okay. Hey, brah. Just recording. Fucking hell. Autocorrect. Recording a podcast and wanted a legal take. Some legal advice. Was Rugby Australia going to get owned if they went to court with Israel? Is that sort of what we want to know? Yeah. Beers soon. So, so if we'll, he comes uh, back. If he comes back, then we'll... Uh, We'll update that. But <clears throat> it was surprise. It kind of came out of nowhere. It came it absolutely came out of nowhere. I didn't think this was going to happen. I thought it was going to drag on and on. I thought it was headed on. to court. And I understand that dragging it on and on and on is in, as a, in, a, in and of itself not good for the game. No. Right? So maybe a settlement is... The best outcome. Can be the best outcome. But why fucking go through all this in the first place? Yes. Now, you... That's were, my argument. Were you saying to me yesterday something about Papa Falau, any Falau, I believe? Yes. Yes, I was reading in the paper, and I will convey it to the punter and the dribbler. That'd be nice. That any Falau, Papa Falau... Mm. Uh, the same guy. Yes. Now, I read in the paper someone that had been following Falau's career since the the early days, like when he was a 14-year-old, right? Because he yeah. was a young freak, obviously. Yes. And he was saying that at every conceivable turn, every conceivable junction in Israel's career, mm -hmm. and he has always, 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 always tried to squeeze every last dollar out of the situation, out right. of the contract, out of, you know, whether it was sponsorship or it was a new contract or whatever it might be, and he was all about the dollar. And he was a cash man. And he was a cash man. Now, that's what this guy whose name escapes me was saying in the paper, but- the stars do align, I think. You know what I mean? Because we've heard countless times that any is the one that keeps going, mate, this is a disgrace. You've got to fight this. We need to take him to the court. We need to sue them out the ass. This is wrong. Yeah. And Falau not being a big thinker, I no. think, like putty in any's hands, uh, can be moulded and swayed into doing just about anything. So much so that we saw him go to AFL for $6 million or whatever it was. Exactly. Again, And Annie. do nothing. Waste well, valuable years But that's, again, career. again, big Annie going, mate, let's go be a marketing boy for GWS. Get paid a shitload of money. I mean, money. you can try and kick a goal. We know you won't. You're not going to read the game in one day, so who cares? Go over no, there and not get- Not a big thinker. Not a big thinker. Go get your three million, four million, whatever it was, I can't remember. Go get your big bickies. Yeah. And then we'll go to Rugby Union and chase well, bigger bickies. Did he come back to league for a bit? No. Oh, he went from the Storm to the, to Broncos, the Broncos to GWS. To the GWS to, to Rugby. Waratahs. Yeah. Big bickies, big bickies, big bickies, big bickies, big bickies. He's all about big bickies big no matter bickies. where he goes. He's not black and gold. And then when they and then when you know they sign a four, five million dollar deal, and then he's like, "Well, that's probably not enough." Maybe they did get the eight million. If any's running the show, if, if any's on board, it could you know have been I mean? any. If, if any, anything's possible. If any's turning his nose up at five million, or they said they offered him a million to piss off initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not enough for any. No, no that's what I'm I mean. Saying. Let's be real here. That's not even a year's worth of uh, contracted football yeah, yeah. for Israel. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that he should be allowed to come back and play any other sport anywhere? Um, I think that 
and again, this is sort of what I've read, the fact that Raylene's rolled over and wasn't, you know, didn't see it through to the end, it makes it hard for other other codes to uh, ensure that that's not going to happen to them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you Israel could, could you just could come see, and you do could, it. Oh, sh- shit, I've just broken a glass. <laughs> just broken a glass. Uh, is it? Is it? Can we keep going? And you know what? I'm going to do that later. Yeah, it's only water, and that's all right. Carpets love water. Carpets love water. It's um, you know, it helps them grow. That's right. Now uh, I've lost my train of thought. I've lost my train of thought. Uh, where am I? Help me. Uh, it's, it'll be hard for other hard for other clubs because <laughs> if they sit down and they say to Israel, "Oi, brah, you can't say all this fucking weird shit on Instagram. And he'll go, yeah, okay. And they'll put it in a contract and he'll turn around and go, no, oh, I'm going to say it anyway. And then yeah. they'll go to court and they'll say, oh, it's religious freedoms. No one really knows anymore because it, yeah. it was settled. Yeah. So no one has any direction, any clarity on the situation. So And rugby league have already come out and said as much to the point where they're like, look, this is what they're saying, whether that changed their mind when, you know, some desperate clubs like, you know, we oh, uh, people have been asking for it. Yeah, but the, your the, West Tigers, your Titans, all those desperados <laughs> begging on their knees for <laughs> Israel. But yeah. Peter Vlandis, who's the new commissioner, or he's like the head of the commission. NRL commission, yeah. NRL, uh, he's NRL, the head of the NRL commission chairman. Chairman, yeah. He's like, nah, brah. Yeah, nah, absolutely bro. not. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that in terms of societally, I don't think that you can allow someone like Matt Lodge back into the game uh, and Russell Packer and say to Falau, no, you can't play footy again because you said that homosexuals will go to hell. It's not a nice thing to say. Societally, we don't agree with it, punters, dribblers, but... There is a part of it that's like, should he never play fucking professional sport again? Or do you just have to ironclad, put it in a contract and just go, listen, if you want to play rugby league, you cannot say this shit. And if you do, it's... There's that's the what I'm. Bra. But that's what I'm saying though, bro. You can't even put it is in contract because like, you're restricted. I don't know is. if you can because from what I'm sort of hearing, and I could be wrong, punters, dribblers, I'm not a lawyer. Not yet. <laughs> no. Maybe one day. You are minister for sport. Yeah, I am minister for sport, which means I have some powers. But yes. I, he could turn around and do it anyway, right? And then go, well, I'll take you to court too. And just go, we, it's within my religious freedoms. Like, no one really fucking knows what that means from a legal perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They were hoping that they'd Raylene and the gang would find out. She fucking rolled over. So no one knows anymore. No. So I just, I just so can't, it's ever, too I can't tough. ever see the NRL. Allowing it. Now I just think they'll go, you know what? It's in the too fucking hard basket, yeah. bro. You're in the too hard You're basket. You're going to piss people off in the country. Now, we were talking about this also, Eddie. What if you were to go to Japan where he's actually signing with just like a fucking brand? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're now, you now sign with Panasonic. But that's the thing. See, that's the thing as well. Panasonic will go, we'll go to court with you, bro. We don't yeah, give yeah. a shit. Yeah, we got too much money. We actually wouldn't mind blowing some yeah, just, yeah, to, yeah. We've got, just to sh- flex our yeah. muscle. There's no more room under the mattresses, bro. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> We need to get some rid of this cash, and we'll blow it on you. Yeah, maybe, possibly. I think there's room. So, like, for him if in Israel Japan. went over to Japan and then started spewing, you know, homophobic rhetoric, mm. such as he's become known for, yes, then Japan just go, "Oi, sorry, dude, you're out." And then he tries to sue him. Obviously, any steps in, any uh, known for love and cash, then basically Israel is crushed. Maybe somewhere, maybe somewhere like China or North Korea for Israel, where the okay. consequences are far more dire. Dire, yeah. Fuck up and you go missing. You, you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and no more Israel. No, yeah, Israel yeah, yeah. is uh, Israel. Never heard of him. Never heard. Never of him. heard of him. No, he didn't play for us. 
Didn't play for uh, Shanghai Shenhua yeah, or whatever yeah. the hell they are. Maybe, maybe something like that, Russia or Georgia. Yeah. I think North Korea is somewhere a, a little bit dicey. You know what? North Korea, he could go and be a real cross code superstar. He could play for their basketball team. He could play for mm. their rugby team, rugby mm. league, probably yeah. a beach volleyball in there. Could also lead prayers at church. But consequences. Consequences are. Don't piss off the little guy. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, Kim Jong. supreme leader. Is it Kim Jong? Kim Jong un. Mm. The un star. Yeah. Now, I think that's probably where is most realistic for Israel. Well, that's the only way you can guarantee that he doesn't say homophobic shit. Yeah, yeah. Is if, is the, if the consequence is death. Or missing. Or missing. Well, assume what you will there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. He may keeping not, it open, Tom. Yes, exactly. I'm keeping you're it open. right. No, you're right. Um, that's probably the only way we can guarantee that Israel won't say homophobic stuff. But whether he'll be back in Australia, it seems unlikely. But I don't think that he should be not allowed to uh, throb on the field ever again. Look, I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to throb. I'm just saying you've made your bed and the bed is, you can't snow it, you can't sleep in it. No, it's a tough one. Well, you might have to, and that's a tough well, bed to sleep in. Yeah, he might have to, but yeah. no one wants to join you in no, that bed. No, no one wants to uh, bring that bed to the public forum or to the front and centre. You know what I'm saying. Sort of. I know what you're trying to say, but yeah. it's not coming out. It's not coming out well. No. So that's probably a good time to wrap up the rugby chat then, I think. Once, did, once did Israel I, get back to us? I mean, uh, Izzy? Did, uh, Izzy Kerry get back to us? Let's just quickly check that. Both Izzy's, funnily enough. They are, but only one is a legal eagle. All right, Izzy Kerry's got back to us. Lawyer to the stars. Lawyer to the stars. Such is our um, reach again, not to touch on it, but... You know, we can put the call out to one of the top lawyers in the country, dare I say the world, and he gets back to us within six minutes uh, and in time for us to relay his content to the punter and the dribbler. It's all done for the punter and the dribbler, Tom. It's all done for the punter and the dribbler. That's it. So uh, let me just uh, touch base here and let me read to you Israel's uh, Isaac Izzy Carey, Lawyer to the Stars statement. G'day, boys. Izzy Carey, official statement. The fact that the Falau matter settled doesn't tell us much about either side's prospect of success if the matter had gone to trial, unfortunately. Only a very small percentage of matters before Australian courts actually go to trial, with the main reason for that being cash. The longer a matter is drawn out, the more costs both sides incur, so there is an incentive to be open-minded, especially where both sides believe that they have a legitimate case. In this matter, Australian rugby had added incentive of putting this behind them because it's a high-profile case and has already been a long, drawn-out process, which was bringing constant negative headlines to the game. This could... They could well... Fuck, sorry, got a call here. Let's stop that. Uh, where are we here? That was Dad. Dad calling me mid-statement. Sorry, punters, dribblers. Completely lost my way. There is an incentive to be open-minded because... There is an incentive to be open-minded, especially where both sides believe they have a legitimate case. In this matter, Australian rugby had added incentive of putting this profile case, this high-profile case behind them. Fuck me, I've completely lost it. In this matter, Australian rugby had added incentive of putting this behind them because <laughs> it's a high-profile case and has already been a long, drawn-out process which was bringing constant negative headlines to the game. They could, have, they could well have gone on and been successful... <laughs> 
Fuck me, dude. Mate, I was so good there. I was flying. Yeah, I know. And then I lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I blame my dad. They could well have gone on and been successful at trial at a great cost in the meantime, and matters of this kind can go on for years. They would have been advised to cut and run, I think. Now, Izzy must say thank you very much for that response. And then to the punter and the dribbler. It was measured. I apologise for my reading. Yeah, that was hard to listen to. You started well, you faded late, or you faded midway through. I faded midway and through. And it was, it, was, it was a car, <laughs> car wreck right. after that. It was bad. It was bad. Almost your worst work. Well, that was because Dad but we have me. Yeah, okay, sure. But we have got a measured response. I think that puts it into uh, context, especially someone of his stature saying yes. that, pretty much in line with what we were with saying. With what we were saying, which isn't surprising either. But... Um, I guess from that, no real answers can be drawn. No. It just means that both didn't want to be in, in court for two years. If there is a punter and the dribbler with spies inside of Rugby Australia and they have an answer that they can... Anonymously uh, give to us. But also anonymously provide how you know that. Yes. No, you've got to let us know how you know, but we won't necessarily out you we so won't that out you, you lose your Unless job. you want us to. Unless you want to get off that sinking Titanic. If you want to get off the sinking Titanic, then tell us how much the settlement was and we will relieve you of your duties. You can come be an intern here for minimum wage. Not a problem. Not a problem. But if you have an answer and it's concrete, send it in. Shout out to Izzy Kerry, lawyer to the stars, for all your lawyer needs. If you're a star. If you're a star. <laughs> if you're a star and you need legal help or advice, izzycarry.com.au, lawyer to the stars. Forward slash stars. <laughs> Time for Rugby League. Now, Trell back in the headlines. Trell been in the headlines basically the whole offseason. There were a couple of brief moments where Trell, if you don't know we're talking about Latrell Mitchell, uh, where he wasn't in the headlines due to David Fafita and uh, Nelson or Sofa Solomona mm-hmm. uh, feeding Balinese uh, people. Or at least Balinese going on Balinese rampages and bashing people in yeah. Bali. Uh, but those uh, have been few and far between this off-season. Mate, there hasn't been a whole lot of off-season drama, no, really. No, and that's I mean, probably why Luttrell's been getting so so just uh, you know mercilessly reamed by the journos because there's been nothing else to talk about, so they just go for it. I mean, Farnu of Manly Hooker fame... Manasi Farnu. He stabbed someone, allegedly, allegedly, and wasn't really talked about. No. I think... Perhaps what we're seeing is rugby league, the head honchos, starting to do a bit of sweeping. Maybe. Employing the broom technique, the which AFL has been method. used. Exactly, the AFL method. Much like the pull-out method, it's, it's effective. <laughs> it's effective, but not, not 100% guaranteed. Not 100% guaranteed, but it's, it's, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. It's better than the alternative. It's very, very successful and, and effective in the right hand. <laughs> So to speak. Yes, yes. But it's not, he has been a little bit promiscuous doing, you know, the interview that he did recently. Like, that's yes. going to get you back into the headlines. Yes, the interview. I mean, he's a young guy and maybe he's being un, un, I think he unwisely is, I th- advised. I, I think so. I think he's getting un, unwise advice from a number of different angles. I will say this, though. Did you which, watch the interview? No, I didn't. But Me I will either. say this. No, I didn't. But I read it. Yes. I read some of okay, it. Okay, so did I. Carry and I on. saw snippets of it, right? Yes. I do feel sorry for him because he's only a 22-year-old boy. 
100%. You know what I mean? So there's part, there's a lot of me that's like, fucking leave him alone. But then there's other stuff that he says where I'm like, that's interesting. And I want to talk about that. Yes. Like when he said that Freddie hadn't called him yet, mm. which surprises me. Well, the New South Wales uh, Not CEO, pick up the blower. CEO Dave Trodden said that that isn't true. He came out and said that there was, so there was a couple of things that I read that were said in the article. Now, this is all just from shit we've read, punters, dribblers. So it's all second, third hand. But I guess that's all knowledge uh, in the sporting world. In that interview, he apparently made some uh, references to the fact that he, the, the New South Wales Indigenous boys were treated a little differently because yes. of their boycotting of the national anthem. So that's Adokar Walker and Latrell. Yeah. Obviously, two of them were dropped. Two of them were dropped the next game. Walker played a shocker of a game. <laughs> One of the worst games I've ever seen. And Latrell also had a shocker. Well, Latrell stopped trying. Yes. And if you stop trying for your state in origin, I'm sorry, bro, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take a breather. And 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 the and in fairness, New South Wales came back and won both games. And where's that Adokar? Adokar yeah. still playing. Yeah. Now look, I look. Who knows? Who knows? And uh, you know, we're not speaking on uh, anything. In from a we're just we're not talking about racism in any broader spectrum than just this individual moment in this origin that is being referenced by Latrell. But Dave Trodden, the CEO from New South Wales, apparently hit up Todd Greenberg as soon as that interview yes, dropped and threatened to sue. He was yeah, like he was threatening yeah defamation. Yeah, that's right. Um, which I can understand because I just don't. I think it is a long bow to draw to say that there was any racist connotations. Now maybe there was. Maybe there was. Maybe we weren't there. there. We weren't there. From from what you see of someone like Brad Fittler, but all I will say is it doesn't seem like that's you his getting go. Dr- you weren't you weren't dropped because you didn't sing the anthem. That's all I'm no, saying. No, no, he wasn't. There's no way that you could. It, it would be silly to make that uh, to make that connection when you played so badly. Now, did Fred pick up the phone? I don't know. Pat, I'd like to think he did. Dave Trudden said that that is also untrue. And I'd be surprised been, if he didn't get on the blower. Well, he said that there'd it's been attempts, make attempts made to contact him. Could be bullshit. Could be. Who knows? But it would seem again like Freddie's the sort of guy who would call, but maybe they've had a falling out. Who knows? Maybe they've had a falling out. It's Again, it's so much speculation. I'd like some... Look, it's all part of the rugby league, uh, you know, soap opera that we uh, that we live and breathe. We live and breathe it, absolutely. But sometimes, punters, dribblers, I'd like more concrete answers. Yes. Can't give them to you today. No. Maybe it's one of those things where he caught him once and, and Latrell missed it and then they just haven't and had the And then that's talk. it. You now, I, mean? I also don't think that they're... I think Latrell's getting unfair and unfairly sort of uh, painted in some weird picture for going out and testing the open market. Like, he's a 22-year-old throbber with two prems and an origin and he's played for Australia, right? Like, Oh, he's got the cred, baby. He's got the cred at 22. And if the go Roosters... Get the, go get the bickies. The Roosters, the Manchester United of Australia, uh, you know, can't afford him, unlikely, because they can always manage to squeeze someone in. Mm. But if they don't, if they can't afford his asking price, which I believe was like 800 grand a season... There's, I believe it was a million. He was he was tabled eight hundred grand. So he was tabled eight hundred grand. He wanted a milk. Correct. Yes. I mean, if he wants to go and test the open market and play his preferred position of fullback, I would never begrudge a young a young throbber such as Latrell that uh, that uh, luxury. Never begrudge a young throbber that luxury. No. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, Latrell seemingly coming with some baggage. A lot of people have have pulled offers, yes. which I found interesting. Did well, do we believe that the Tigers really have... Well, dogs, th- dogs, cowboys, cowboys because of Cowboys, they've got Valentine. I'm, what I would say in that situation is every beta team that's saying they've pulled out of the race for Luttrell is lying. Yes. They might, have, they might just be trying to do some like, you know, they don't want to seem like they're in the race because if he goes for another team, they look like 
They yeah. look like be- more beaters than they already looked. Straight out of the negotiation 101 hand. That's it. They cut someone leaks to someone that were out of the race. And then it's like, mate, you heard Justin. I think it's Justin Pascoe for the Tigers. It's like, look, we're just, we're, we're out of the race for Latrell, but obviously we'd be open to talk to him later down the track. It's like, so you're just saying that you're not out of the race. Pascoe didn't read the book, probably. Well, no, he's tried to, but they're still in the race. Wait now, the Bulldogs minute. have been linked to every player who's off contract, not just this year, but maybe coming off contract in like one or two years, $10 million war chests and the like. The wouldn't, dogs wouldn't say no to Latrell if it meant that they'd get fucking JT in his prime. They are saying yes to everything and anything at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean's looking for young boys to... Desperate Dean will take anything at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desperate Dean, the Dubbo boy, looking yeah. for looking for fresh cattle. Looking for fresh cattle. Now, there were links with Latrell going to uh, Rugby Union, Eddie. There were. We did hear that whisper. I can't remember where we were. It was a week or so ago, but we forgot to, to, to touch on it, I believe. Trell to Union... I, yeah, we heard that uh, Rugby Union prepared to open what's left of, of the, the coffers. Bank. Now, what it would be is already, it would be sifting through what's left of the smashed piggy bank. It would be IOUs, I think. I think so. I think we're in IOU territory. Pinky promises. Yeah, look, that's that's the Rugby Union way. I pinky promise you, Latrell, that we will get yeah. you a, a Land Rover Escape or whatever they are. Um, f- maybe not f- brand new. And not now. No, not now. It'll be Israel's once we manage to repossess it, pending what was in the uh, the contract, the contract the, with the, Israel, the, the, the the dispute resolution with Israel settlement. Settlement. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, we'll go talk to Twiggy. See if he can help us out. It's an IOU. Would Latrell do that? Would he got? Would he hop on a sinking ship? And when I say sinking, this thing is. It's going to be a float for another minute. Yeah, this is Jack and Rose in the back of the Titanic yeah, taking yeah, deep yeah, breaths. Yeah, yeah. Deep breath. Deep breath. That's the, that's the ship. If he's hopping on then, is he cognizant is he of what is that, of the of where the ship is at? Because in the- when Rose and Jack are going down, they take that final breath. That's that's wild. That's stuff. wild stuff. And then when the boat's sinking, that you actually starts down. to suck you down. Yeah, so yeah. you need to be ready to kick. And push and kick and push to try and stress. But not easy to get out. Then even once you avoid maybe the sinking, you might die in the cold water. Well, there's people up there trying to bring you down too. That's so it. you don't want to hop into that cold Atlantic <laughs> rugby union water, Latrell. <laughs> you want to stay down here in Australia, greatest country in the world. And Bar just- none. Bar none. And you will get a contract, brother. Just of course you will. Just keep your head down. Maybe stop doing interviews and just cruise. <laughs> That's what I'd suggest. Yeah. Just keep your fucking head down. You've still got a contract to the Roosters For next, next year. year. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Get your three-peat, maybe. But, well, Manly, Manly have something to say about that. Yeah. Just keep your head down, young boy. And, that's and just what, cruise. And just do whatever you want. You know, and just and prod and get your million dollars and play fullback, which will happen. It'll watch happen. It. Watch it. Watch it happen. You'll get a million dollars somewhere and you'll play fullback 100%. But just keep your fucking head down and you'll be fine. Because there's just no point. This is doing you no good at the moment. No good. No good. You're in the paper every single day. You're better off just going, just giving these journos nothing to say. Just come out and go, mate, my management are talking to clubs, obviously. That's yeah. it. And Fucking I'm still with later. the Roosters next still year. Still with the Roosters next year. We're going for the three-bit, baby. See you later. Catch you later. Yeah. When I've got something to tell you, I will. Now piss off. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I reckon. Because I'm in support of that's Luttrell. A, that's what I would do if I'm advising him and I'm advising him right now. And look, Latrell, as you know, New South Welshman ourselves and big fans of the nation of Australia. And big fan of yours. Big fan of yours. Huge uh, we're fan. happy to offer our services free of charge. Yeah. Uh, but that's obviously... Pro bono. Pro bono. 
That's it. Hello Sport pro bono advice. Uh, obviously, you'd need to do a podcast with us, but that's still pro bono. Because, mm. you know. Well, because you get such joy out of it. That's it. It's pro bono. Let's keep it pro bono. But look, what we're saying is, brother, um, don't let it get you down. Head down, bum up. Chin up. Chin up. Head down, but chin up. Head down, bum up, but still manage to keep your chin up as well. Now, yep. I mean, that might be a difficult thing to achieve, but, but if, if anyone, anyone can, can do it, it it's, it's, it's trail. trail. Yeah. Do we want to go through the rule changes, Eddie? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Now, I've been saying this for a long time, punters, dribblers, long time, that I think it would be fun to see a 2040. What's a 2040? It's the inverse of a 4020. Correct. You kick it from your own 20 and it goes out past their 40. Not, obviously not on the full, but rolls get, out. Yeah. You get the nut back. What does that entice? It entices the hards with big nut sacks who need to make things happen late in the game when they're chasing a lead. Yeah. Punters, dribblers. That's it. I think it creates... Drama. drama. Late drama. Yep. If you're in your own 20 and you're going for a 40-20 or 20-40 rather, that's big nut stuff. That's I'm into big it. nut stuff. And also, if you've got a good kicker on your hands, someone like a Reynolds, right, and they're down late in the game. Maybe DCE got, loves a 40-20. Maybe you've got to send your fullback back early. Then there's less people. And then there's room. You send your fullback and your winger and then and your wingers, and then there's room on the edges for the boys to uh, throw it out to your Ruben Garricks of the yeah, world. Yeah, throw that nut around. Throw baby. the nut to Ruben Garrick, George Tafua, you know, getting around some defenders. Yeah. Big fan. It also, because it is big nut stuff, that play, it allows for... The alphas to come to the fore? Alphas to come to the fore and dudes with big nuts to be praised for the size of their nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Big nuts late. Legends are made on the back of big nuts yeah, and yeah. it'll it's giving the opportunity for big nut boys yeah. to show off their big nuts. There are some other rules, Eddie, that I can't... I think there's a challenge, a team challenge. Are they bringing that in? Yeah. Because they were doing that in... Do you want to get the rules up? Just have a look and see if there's a... They were doing that in 20s, I remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're bringing in a team challenge. Okay, so... Basically, it's called the Captain's Challenge, right? Now, NRL officials are yet to announce how the system will work. It is likely each team will only be allowed one incorrect call per half or per game. So the onus will be on captains to be sure before attempting to overturn a decision. Now, this will be, with most on-field protests likely to revolve around stripping calls or knock-ons, captains will need to rely on the honesty of teammates to decide whether to challenge a ruling. Yes. So basically, they're they're challenging on field calls. Not yeah. they're not challenging video ref stuff. You could only challenge if it was given a try, and then you go, "Well, that's an on field call." It's like if they just give it a try without sending it up to video ref. But could they do that in like say, let's say they ruled a knock on on the field? Could you black on a challenger? I think so. Yeah, that's an on field call. Yeah, yeah, but You're- not linked to not linked to points is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, well, I assume is it is an on-field call not linked to points. It's always- Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest-selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout-out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five-star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. 
As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Sorry, does, is there any mention of being linked to points or anything or is it just on-field calls? Because if it's just on-field calls, then it's any call on the field that isn't involved, like doesn't involve uh, the bunker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just to overturn a decision they believe is wrong. I don't mind that. And it's only if it's only one a half or one a game, I don't mind one a half, but I just think you are... Uh, I always think one a game. Well, one incorrect call a game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, one incorrect a game. A That's, game. Yeah, because then... A half's you, a bit. No, I think if you go one incorrect a game, then it's like if you make the right call, you've still got your challenge. Yeah, you've still got your challenge. That's right. Uh, there's one about the scrums. The new scrum rule. How it will work. Yeah. Teams will... Teams will teams with loose head and feed will be able to nominate to pack scrum from three lateral positions. The nearest 10-meter line, 20-meter line, in line with... The black dot on crossbar. So, basically what it means is the 10-metre line from the sideline, the 20 metres in from the sideline, or dead centre of the field, but not the other side of the field. Okay. Okay. So, you can choose where to pack the scrum yeah. in regards to those three lines, yeah. those three marks. I would say, and it's based on which sideline so you're it's closest to. So, it's 10 from the sideline, 20 from the sideline, or centre. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe just because you can throw a few more plays around. Maybe just more like scrum pe- set pieces off the scrum. Well, the set piece amount is not going to change because you're still 
It's just saying that you can move it from where it is. So it's like you can have it in the 10-meter line and have a full back line stretched out to one side, have it 20 meters in and have a short side and still an open side, or have or it in the middle and you're playing both sides. Yeah, yeah, right. I guess As it allows you to... to is, it, is it now... You have the scrum where it happens. Where it happens, that's yeah. right, yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. seems kind of weird. I don't think anyone was calling for it, but... I mean, whatever. It doesn't seem like it's bad. But that's basically... They're the rule changes. Now, there was one rule change that wasn't touched on, and uh, Kenty, not happy about it, the wrestle. Now, yep. he reckons that they should be doing stuff to speed up the game because it's been getting slower and slower and slower around the ruck for the last 20 years. I tell you what rugby league dribblers do, and journos are your quintessential rugby league dribbler, whilst they're absolutely necessary as they uh, are the... Uh, the uh, what is it narrators of the game almost to the public, uh, but rugby league dribblers measure the time of play the balls and then they relay that to the media. Type play ball times cha- you know gone up by like two seconds over the last twenty years and it's like, bruh, appreciate what you're saying. I'm sure it does have an impact on the game, but you're a dribbler. Mm. Like I'm not. I don't watch the game and say. This thing's way too slow at, ruck, no. at the ruck. Do you know what I mean? It's I think not, that's people who so literally slow, are so slow. It's not so slow that I'm fucking annoyed. No. Do you know what I mean? It's only there are times when you're like, get off him. Yes. Right? There are absolutely those times. But I and that and during those times, I think the ref just puts his puts the re, uh, whistle in his mouth and blows for fucking once. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Get some get some work done with yes. your mouth, bruh. But generally it's alright. I think it is. I don't think it's that bad. And no. I think it's people that are like I have had jobs in the past where I'm so engrossed in rugby league where it's like all I do. So I'm watching every single game and, you know, first you're watching every single game then I'm working on shows where that's all they're doing is talking about it and you find that you care way more about some really minor shit. Whereas I think the majority of people just want to make sure the footy's good, there's tries being scored, it doesn't become rugby union. That's basically no one cares about. Tries being scored, sick tries, good hits, yeah, uh, and a quick game. Big not hits, a, not a slow game, not heaps of stoppages and shit. Yeah, exactly. That's all. But the wrestle, it's annoying, but it's not that bad. Like the stripping rule, a lot of like your rugby league dribblers are like, Oh, like they don't like it. They're like, oh, you know, it's not a skill, and this and that. But it's actually kind of, I think, for the rugby league fan, you're like, it's actually kind of cool. I like, I love seeing the nut get stripped. Yeah, it puts it. It just, it's a bit of a like a wild card on the game. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love a strip nut. Yeah. So as long as it's one on one, as long as it's one on one. So look, the wrestle, I don't think it's that big of a deal personally. Uh, and Kenty is prone to, you know. A bit of a whinge. Yeah, he's furious about it. Yeah, he, he's a big whinger, Kenty. Full respect to him. But all in all, pretty good. Pretty good. I got no dramas with Like it. that 2040. Want to see who kicks one first? That's it. Who's got the nuts? Nuts will be on display. That's Who's one thing we know. Who's got the nuts? Who's got the nuts? DCE's probably got some nuts Yeah, on he it. got nuts, baby. He's got about four kids. I reckon he's got some nuts he on He got it. nuts, bro. The podcast this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chili flavors are sure to get your taste buds punting and dribbling. Bareback's very first creation, the original collection, provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. The perfect salt blend coupled with Bareback's secret ingredients allows it to be a huge favorite. Cold smoke for six hours using the unique Bareback method their smoked chili is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. The simple oaky flavor, heightened by the addition of their secret spices, provides a truly rare and 
delicious flavour. Now, special offer for the punters and dribblers who listen to Hello Sport. You go to www.barebackbiltong.com.au and put in the promo code Hello Sport. That's one word, capital H and a capital S, and you'll get a discount on your Biltong. And that Biltong, Eddie, is delivered across the country. Um, all right, so we've got Test Cricket coming up this Thursday, Eddie. Um, That's why I'm wearing my Test... Test vest. Test vest. Merino wool test vest and a baggy green. It's Merino wool, it's Merino wool and it's a test vest. Now, uh, we don't know the team just as yet. Uh, obviously, we're at the Wacker. Now, can I just tell you why this is tinged with sadness for me, this test? Yes. Because at the end of it, we're more than halfway through the summer of test cricket, where, where we've literally only got two left. And I know that's maybe a glass half empty sort of an approach, but sometimes I find the test summer is over before I've even really come to grasp the fact that summer's here and test cricket's back. I think half of the problem with the test uh, schedule, and this is where I'd like to see some change, mm. is that three of the tests are before Christmas, right? In a period that is busy. Yeah. Okay. A lot going on. Late November and December flies, brothers and sisters, okay? Mums and daddies. Punters and dribblers. It fucking flies. And I think that putting tests in and around that chaotic Christmas time festive season period mm. means that tests fly out the door. Yeah, fly off the shelves. Fly off the shelves. I would be inclined to move one till after the Sydney test. Why? Because I'm flopping in January. <laughs> I'm horizontal in January. I'm not yep. chasing my tail trying to get shit done, going nah. to Christmas parties, going out and having big nights bouncing and, and, and out. bouncing myself out and then sort of blacking out almost for half the month. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's going to be popular, but I think it, I think it's a good idea. I like it. I I'd think be, I don't, I'd be happy to I, do what's it. What's the problem with moving the f- like the Gabba, let's say the Gabba one is mid November. Let's just move the Gabba to like late November. Yep. And then move that first test and put it last. And I don't care who has it, Adelaide or Perth, whatever. Yeah. You can fight over the January test. I think you'd probably go Perth, if we're being honest, mainly because it's like... I don't know why. Perth is, you know... it's it's Well, it's certainly Perth or Adelaide, so we just got to work out which where do we want to Where do we want to finish? Wacker. We're definitely going to win. Fast bounce. Yeah, I think so. You probably, pace. Probably finish somewhere where you can finish strong. Yeah. With gusto. Yeah. That's not going to get rained out like Sydney sometimes is. I think you, you just do the whack It's up. safe. Yeah. And it's not going to get rained out, is it? No. Nah, it's a good option, Tom. It's yeah. a, that's a good way of looking at it. It doesn't rain much there. No. Like the whacker last. Think that, think that'd probably be likened to something in, in, no, in January. In January. People are on holidays, yeah, bro. everyone's ready to rock. They wouldn't like getting jammed in November. No one's on holidays yet. No. There's shit crowds. I think, I think that works well. And, yeah. pff, mate, if you want to come on here... And tell me, but oh, but Eddie, what about the one day series? I go, bruh, bruh. I would, I, what I would do, Eddie, if you would take come yourself at me. out the back. Yeah, take we've, yourself out the back. We've got an intern with a whip out the back. Yeah, the, the old, the old nine tails for you, mate. Yeah, because that's that's that's, that's a silly thing to that's say. That's a silly, silly thing to say. A, no one cares outside of a World Cup year, and B. You what you want to replace Test cricket with, with one, one day cricket, mate. which with some weird triangular tournament that no one's going to remember ever, mate. It's not 1970, bro. It's not the way it works anymore, bro. Tests in Jan. That's what we're calling for. Tests in Jan outside of the Sydney Test after the Sydney Test. Uh, but look, we don't know the team that's going to be named on Thursday. We're playing New Zealand. I think we're going to smash them. Mate, no one can compete with us at home. No, except in we, except India, India when, when we, Steve Smith and Dave Warner aren't playing. Yeah. 
So that's the only time it can happen. That's the only time you win in Australia, and that ain't happening this year. So catch you later, bro. But you know what? The more and more um, it's going on, I am excited for New Zealand. I initially saw the summer as a bit of a beta summer, which it is. But New Zealand, well, there's, there's they went all right wrong. against England. I don't mind Trans Tasman Yards. They went well against England, and there's nothing wrong with reminding New Zealand who the fuck is the alpha when yeah. it comes to cricket yeah. because they get it over us a lot. Because we play them in so much in rugby union. No yeah. one cares about rugby league, unfortunately, internationally. No. no. Um, so it's nice to remind our uh, eastern neighbours. Who's the biggest sack at the, at the table? So, Ed, we had some biffs on the weekend. It was a weekend of biffs. Yeah. Obviously, fight of the century is probably important for us to get to first. Darcy Lussick, Justin Hodges. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the country was watching it. I think it was one of the the, the most watched uh, events in uh, TV. I don't know about history, but certainly of the year, maybe history, maybe century. Broke all the pay- pay-per-view records. Yes. Yeah. Uh, knocked off uh, Pacquiao Mayweather. Yep. Now, Lassick KOing a 40-year-old Justin Hodges inside 39 seconds. Yeah, not his best fight, was it, Hodges? No. Now, Justin was already talking up about with Paul Gallen, who's had about eight fights, hasn't lost one. But the thing the thing is as well, just to touch on what you've just said, Paul Gallen and Barry Hall can throw. Do you know what I mean? Like, when I watch Paul Gallen, I'm like, you can box. Yes. Whereas when I watch Hodges, it's just haymakers. That's it. When Hodges fought that plumber, it was haymakers. It's, it's just a flurry of haymakers. And Darcy caught him with one. Yes. And he went down like a sack of shit. Now, <laughs> sorry, bro. I just you, you can't box. No. Like, and you're 40. I, I know that a lot of leagueies think they can throw. Yes, they love to throw. You can throw. I'm not saying you can't throw. You can throw haymakers until the sun don't shine, baby. Yeah. That's not a problem. But you can't box. No. Not from what I've seen. No. Like... Paul Gallen, Paul Gallen would kill you. Yes. You, you would go the way that Darcy sent you. So, well, that's it. I mean, if Darcy's getting you... Mate. Like, in his first professional biff. There's boxing and then there's throwing wildly, which yes. is what most leagues do. Yes. And that's what... And most league... That's why when you see a leaguey biff, say an origin biff, 90% of punches don't, don't land. land. But Ka- Gallen's did. Gallen's did. Gallen hit bloody Nate Miles twice. twice. Um, you know, so that's more where you're... Uh, where you're there's going to be a dearth of, of, of skill. Now, unfortunately for Justin, he didn't make it through Darcy. In fact, Darcy slept him very quickly. But the, having said that, if you if, if him and Darcy fought each other 100 times, they probably went 50 each. It's just it's a flip of the coin. Well, potentially, but Darcy is also younger, bigger, stronger. So I don't think it'd be 50 each. I think, I think that is probably the way it goes most of the time. Justin, Do you reckon? old as Methuselah as Justin. Oh, but I've just, you, sometimes if you throw like that, you I'd say I'd say it'd be 80 20. Okay, I'll go with that. If that's what makes I think that's probably 80 20. Now, I'd like to squeeze it a little bit further. No, that's fair. Know. I get you. But, but sure. I think but you, that's, get, you get the flavor of the argument. Yes. So uh, unlucky, Justin. Look forward to seeing what you do next with your boxing career. Hope it's retirement, but happy. Throwing Career. Throwing, throwing career. career. Sorry, throwing career. That's yeah. true. Um, second professional throw for Justin. <laughs> professional throwing. Professional well, throw. Well, that's, that's, mate, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Professional throwing. Lady. I love professional throwing. Maybe we need to start it. Mate. And you just get plumbers and you get ex-leagueies and like... Just get them to go in there and, and people, dance. And people just, well, no, throw. Well, throw. You're just right. Just get in there and throw. Yeah. 
It's not boxing. We're no. not gonna we're not gonna disgrace boxing by trying to associate. The no, team. it's throwing professional and, throwing. And I tell you what, professional throwing will rate out the ass. That's what I reckon. It, I reckon that's a it's a fucking good. It's thing. actually a good yarn. Sell it as what it is. It's just two blokes throwing. Yeah, you that's know what it. I mean. Yeah, two blokes love to throw. Gonna yeah. have a throw. I'd I'd make probably I'd probably make smaller gloves. I reckon you could get in there wearing whatever you want. Well, see, I think probably for insurance purposes, probably gonna have to have bigger gloves because of the lack of professionalism behind the throwee. Now, to be fair, they're all professional wa- throwers. Just don't want to weigh them down. No, well, I just think you probably just keep the gloves as your your, your standard boxing gloves. I don't know if that's fourteen or sixteen ounce. I think if a thrower lands flush, that'll KO you. I mean, look at Darcy, Darcy. Knocked Justin into next century with that's that true. throw. I just don't want to weigh the throwers down. That's no, it. well, I think you want to throw to fi- you want throwers to be able to finish. You don't want to take away their finishing move, which is usually a throw. Uh, but you need them to. You can't give them, you know, UFC gloves. It's got to be throw. It's got to be boxing gloves. Halfway between. We'll call them throwing mitts. Yeah, throwing mitts. Put your throwing mitts on and get to work. And get to work. Love it. I love it. And hopefully we can see that coming. Now, next fight. Next. Next. This is a real boxing match. The next one. Uh, Anthony Joshua and Andy, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. Anthony Joshua back as now a two-time world heavyweight champion. Ruiz looked like shit, absolute shit. Now you know why they call him the Donut King. Now apparently they tried to get him back into camp in July, and he didn't rock up till September. And he's and put on weight, significant amounts of weight. He was fifteen pounds heavier than his last fight. He's been out there snorting, growling, howling, prowling, and he said as much in the post-match press conference. Well, at least which he's is honest like, about. Well, he was like, "Look, you know, I didn't listen to my coaches. I, I sort of party too hard." But you're like, "Dude, how?" I mean, he looks and sounds a little bit thick. I will say that um, does Andy, but it's the textbook thing you should not do once you achieve greatness in yeah, but they, but it's they say it's textbook because it, it it's it in the textbook because it happens all the time. He was out there buying like Rolls Royces. Yeah, and shit. he lost it. Yeah. Lost it. Snort Grell and Howlin' Proud. Yeah. He rocked up late. He looked like shit. He was fat as fuck. He didn't land a punch. It was awful. <laughs> and it was it was boring as batshit, quite frankly, the fight, but it has set up what we all wanted as boxing fans, if you are one, if you aren't, then it's probably not for you. No. But like Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, they're talking September, uh, February rather yeah. for the rematch. Yep. Then I'd like to see the winner of that fight, AJ. Well, AJ's got some. He's got a. He's got a. Uh, what is it called? A mandatory. He's got he's mandatory. Got he's got mandatory fights to keep belts, but also fuck that. But you can't because so if you don't fight, I know so you lose your belt. Yeah, right. Well, no, because if you lose your, you've belt, already got. He's got four or five belts anyway. He's got four, but what he want you? You want all four? So the final piece of the world heavyweight puzzle is Wilder's belt, which is I don't know, maybe an IBF Dior. Who gives a fuck? There are millions, but. I'm pretty sure that Tyson Fury is the last person to have all of them. There's like a lineal heavyweight champion where it's like there's only a few that have actually that are ever actually the lineal heavyweight champion through like their history of the heavyweight division. Right. So Tyson Fury still holds that. So it's kind of like they all have belts. So Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury is the one you want to see. I would like Tyson to win because I like him. He wins that. He's the lineal and he's got that belt. Then he fights Joshua for all the other bickies in the tin. Yes. And then we've got a we've got a serious yarn on our hands. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. So we the need Joshua. Brawl. We need the bicky brawl. Uh, and so we need Joshua to just beat whoever this gimp they're going to throw at him. Uh, and then Wilder Fury. 
let them dance. Well, they're talk- mate, put AJ back in the ring in March. Uh, AJ and Deontay in February, and then we get the winner. Sorry, Fury, Deontay, the February, February. Then we get the winner. Yeah. The problem is the pr- boxing promoters are so scat, and they're all like for different companies. So there's like HBO, um, then uh, Joshua's with Eddie Hearn, and then Wilder's uh, Fury's with fucking ESPN or someone else. So it's just a shit fight. Who knows if we'll get it? But hopefully, boxing doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, and they give us the best fights, and we can see it. But nonetheless. Biff's are plenty everywhere you look. If it's UFC, if it's boxing, Biff's on route. Yeah, yeah, Biff's on route, punch dribbler. And we will certainly be looking into the professional throwers league. Yes. Um, the PTL. The PTL, or we'll turn it to professional Biff league. Could be PBL, but, you know. PBL taken, I think. Is it? It's professional professional bull, bull or PBR, anyway. We'll look into it's it. It's a working time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And then the only other one I wanted to say was Alistair Overeem versus some other dude with a difficult last name, Rovenstruck or something, in uh, a UFC fight night. I didn't watch it, but Overeem was winning that whole fight apparently. And then in the last thirty-nine, in the last like half a minute, apparently it's the latest, the third latest stoppage in a fight in UFC history. This Rovenstruck guy has hit. Uh, Alistair Overeem with like a haymaker from hell, and have you? You've we've seen the photo. We've seen the photo. Yeah, it's yeah. the most disgusting. There's a one of Robbie Lawler back in the day, punish dribbles. If you don't know it, Dior, where his lip got split in a fight against uh, Rory McDonald, I think, and it was fucking disgusting. Makes me sick to think about it. This one's worse. This one is crook as it gets. <laughs> it is. It's crook. It it's is crook. so crook. It's crook. It's like, I like watching biffs. I like watching throws. I like watching fights. But that shit. It's too graphic, I, bro. I don't have the stomach it's for it. It's mutilation stuff. Yeah. And I'm not into mutilation. Not into that sort of it's stuff. Not, it's never been my, my bag, nah, my game. Nah, my go. No, no, no. Not my thing. Nah. So, great weekend of biffs, but fuck me, that was gross. That was a real gross ending to a, a solid weekend of biffs. Yeah. But that's biffs. That's biffs. Um, all right, punters, dribblers. So we're about to get to the dribbler dribbles. Before we do that, uh, got to quickly say, uh, you know, with, with a somber tone in my heart, it, it is the end of the first season of Thick Ropes County 11. 0-10 for the season. Mm. Didn't get a win, mm. but we grew immensely as men. Mm. You got um, more than that, much more than that. Much more than – it's much more than just wins and losses, although yeah. the the losses certainly outweighed the wins this season. Probably going to drop down a division if uh, you believe the uh, – I would have thought a couple of. Yeah, a couple of divisions. A couple of divisions. I'd be starting at the bottom. We're thinking of that. And maybe trying to rise to the yeah. tippy top. Maybe start at the bottom and work your way out rather than start halfway. Cricket's a game where you can play for – 20, next 20 years. There are some old dribblers. That's what I mean. You could dare to dream yeah. one day. Yeah. But start at the bottom. I think it's probably best. Start at the bottom. Um, shout out to James Harvey, who was our wicketkeeper and never scored more than nine runs the entire series season. Good on him. Good on him. Average three. I uh, really appreciated uh, all of it, but, you know, got a, he got out for one on the weekend, <laughs> which was we, we, we let him, we gave him the chance to open the batting. To see, like, all right, if you can get over double digits this week, like, let's do it. Let's go out with a bang. Phase three balls got bowled. So that was unfortunate. But great season nonetheless uh, for all the Thick Ropes. Vale to the season. We'll see uh, early Jan for season two. Thick Ropes County 11 back. Div 12. Want to send a quick thank you to friend of the show, maker of plaques. Uh, yeah. Sorry, ma- Friend of the show, maker of trophies. Yes. The Alex Ironside Memorial Big Papi Pipe Layer of the Week Award. You may have seen it. 
uh, I had some plumbing dramas in the week. Now, I had a clogged shower drain. Why was that? Lots of hair from my missus. I think the chick who lived in the apartment before, like I just think it's a it's a clogged hair issue, right? Okay. So I got some drain, I poured it down there. The next day, got a call from the strata people saying there was a leak in the house down below, and I start shitting myself, thinking, "Have I just fucked the entire piping system of this apartment?" Is Drano come with with warnings? Uh, look, to a degree, no great warnings. Just says do it. It's okay. like you know, I think there are certain pipes you shouldn't do it with, but I think I was good to go. So I just did it. Uh, if anyone's listening to this, then who knows my apartment? Please just keep it quiet. Um, anyway. House downstairs leaking. So the plumbers have to come over to check it out. Now, I hit up Ironside that night because I'm a little bit worried. No, he's a plumber. A plumber of some note. Yes. And Papa Ironside. Is decorated too much? He's a decorated plumber and he comes from a line of plumbers. The old old man, Papa Ironside, is also a plumber. Yeah, yeah. And they were both there helping us. We were sending voice messages back and forth. Now, he said, I've got nothing to worry about. Said lie till you die, but nothing to worry about. Yes. Um... As it turns out, I didn't. It was just some of the ceiling around there, a ceiling around the bath section of the shower. So I just wanted to thank him on behalf of the podcast and myself and my partner at home uh, for calming the nerves in what is already a nervous time for our family. Well, it's punters and dribblers helping punters and dribblers. Yes. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Very nice of him. Now, if anyone lives in the Bondi area and is a real estate agent for my apartment, then please just ignore this part. Take it with a grain of salt. None of it happened. Punish dribblers. Now, as you know, there are baggy greens given out for acts of great heroism, heroism, bravery, uh, you know, generosity, mm. and sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. Now, we've said at the start of this, obviously, there could be one en route to the CEO of uh, the Sydney Kings, the Lakers of Australia, Mr. Pongrass. Shout out to you. But this one is 100% unequivocal, top to bottom, no matter which way you slice it, baggy green on root. Or dice it, baby. He's got a he's got a green on root. A green on root. Now this dribbler, he stood up. Uncle Jay. Yep. Now, Uncle Jay did send us this a while ago, and baggy greens are still in the uh we're getting a fresh batch still being made. Well, mate, you know the process. It's it's long and it's specific. Well, they've got to grow needs the to wool. Be done right. They've got to grow the wool to up to standard, our yep. standard, which is tibbity top. Yep. Gotta to get that wool, gotta shear it, gotta, you know, it's dye it, dye the whole it, thing. Weave it. Yeah. Yarn it. Yarn it. And then the baggy is born. But it takes time. So Although we don't have them with us, we will... He'll be getting one. That's right. Now, if you can't... If you're watching at home, this is videoed. Uh, so he sent in one of the most resplendent-looking plaques you've ever seen. Uh, now, you may remember this back uh, in the, a couple of podcasts ago. He sent us a, a DM about trying to get him and his friends in Queensland as registered alphas. Now, we obviously said that we can't just give out wholesale yarns like that. Uh, but if he felt like dogging his mates and making and and putting on a plaque some of the kind words that he'd said about us, well, he just wanted he wanted if a, a number of beaters could become a singular alpha, and we said no, it wasn't no, possible. Not possible. What he's done is he's dogged his mates in so doing, becoming the alpha of his beta friends. Yes, and. He's going to be the only one with a baggy green. That's right. He's got a baggy green, and he's uh, immortalized his actions. He has. So he's got the logo on there, which looks gorgeous, all in black. The I HS- want to- Sorry. 
Sorry, you I say. was just going to finish what's on here. Okay. So the logo all in black, the HSP headquarters, because obviously the plaque is for the headquarters. And then he's he's put his quote on here. I'd like to pay my dues and say how much I love the way that you two blue battlers are breaking down the barriers between different subgroups of this beautiful big brown land and helping us all come together under a collective banner of punters and dribblers. Uncle Jay, fan of the potty, 2019. Beautiful words. And I wanted to really touch on the way that this plaque, is it? Yes. Has been presented to us. Mm. Now, it's on mahogany. With no doubt, mahogany. It's on mahogany wood with a nice velt backing. Yep. Felt. 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 Felt Felt backing. Or velvet. Probably velvet. It's like velvet. It's beautiful to the touch, punters, dribblers. You can't even see it. I mean, this would set against a wall if it was hanging. Yep. um, Or it's hidden, you know, behind the plaque itself otherwise. Yes. But it's a nice touch. Mahogany wood, uh, from my eye... Uh, Gold leaf underlay behind that. That's right. To and which the message is printed on. It looks like it's all solid gold. Yeah, well, that's... I mean, if that's not gold, then I'm not here. Yeah. Uh, and a nice, beautiful, thick glass fronting. Is that diamond? Look, diamond, I think it's been cut with a diamond. Cut with a diamond, piece. yes, but a glass finish. That's right, glass finish. Uh, nice uh, beveled edge <laughs> or bezel, beveled edge. Dior, that one. Uh, the edge has been beveled, beveled beyond, beyond belief. Beyond belief, one of the most beveled edges I've ever had. The, to within an inch of its life, it's been beveled. Uh, the the honour of, of seeing. Yeah. Look, it's beautiful for the touch. It's big too. It's not some prissy little thing that you know that you're gonna, you know, miss when you walk into a room. When it's you huge. walk into a room, this thing says, get a what's happening. It commands attention. Um I'm the plaque of this headquarters and I'd like you to address your attention to me. And to me alone. And I'll hold it yeah. for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that where that's where the velt comes in, the velvet, is that people usually will go in for a grab because yeah. it's got some majesty about it, mm-hmm. wants to be held, yeah. wants to be held tight. Yeah. That's where the velvet comes in for the things at the yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a visual experience, but then also a, uh, a touch as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all touch and Sensory feel. overload. Yeah, it's sensory overload stuff. So, it's, look, it's magnificent. It's magnificent. So we just wanted to say a quick, a quick special shout-out to Uncle Jay. Yeah. Apologies on the delay of the shout-out. Apologies on the delay of the baggy green, but all en route. Uh, you've got yourself a baggy green. You've got yourself a baggy green. Fuck. So stop whinging. Don't you dare whinge. No. He but didn't. thank you. No, hey, look, he didn't. He didn't. But, but if you were thinking If you were it. thinking about it, I wouldn't. He also sent a small plaque to acknowledge the beaters, but I must say, I don't necessarily know if it, I understand. If like, I'll read it, and you tell me if it makes sense. Okay. This plaque is to commemorate all the beta Queenslanders that love and support the potty. Good work sitting through the unwavering bias towards the blues. Makes sense so far. Just to indulge on the rewards of delicious audio chockies that we collectively froth over as punters and dribblers. But you're still beta as fuck. I actually think it does make sense. It d- yeah, it does. It gets a little bit funny in the middle there, but it, but, <laughs> but it is a beta plaque. So, so it doesn't have to make sense. Well, it, it's, it's in keeping with the theme. Yes. It's on theme. Yeah, you're right. So, Uncle Jay, shout out to you. Uh, well done, bro. And baggy green soon. Well done, bro. All right. Dribbler dribbles time, motherfuckers. Get them up. Get them up. Get them up. Get them up. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Boys, it's Ethan from EJK Painting and Decorating. 
done a few roasts on your comment section of the Instagram. Fellow punter and dribbler. And I've just fucking heard that Israel Folau got a payout of $8 million. How bullshit is that? For a start, Rugby Australia is dead now because of this. It's going to go bankrupt. The only way to save it is to put it on free-to-air TV and do something similar like Cricket did with the T20 series. Maybe do five nights or three nights, however fucking many nights through the week. Do like a super series for however long through the year. I don't know. Do a T20 series rugby style. Who fucking knows? I tell you what, it helps cricket out massively. It also killed test test cricket. But if rugby Australia can actually do something like that, man, fucking Fox Sports ain't going to help rugby. It's going to make it worse. Look how bad it's made it over the last ten years. It needs to go back to free to air TV. Try and match. Rugby league, which will never happen, because obviously alpha sports, no betas in fucking rugby league. Anyway, <laughs> I'm off. Ciao. Look, he makes great points. Look, dribblers when they're fired up, sometimes you know. That, look, that was a passionate dribbler right there. Yeah, but he made sense. It made sense. Absolutely. Free to wear would work for yeah. the union. But uh, he's also... Free to wear would work. Rugby league, not full of our betas. betas. It's full of alphas. Correct. Uh if you had some sort of gimmicky T20 style format of the game where you could show it midweek to keep eyeballs on screens, I get it. I know where you're coming from. Maybe hard, be, hard to work out. Maybe, but, maybe, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Games at night, yeah. midweek, kids go, there's fucking lots of fluoro colours. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, look, and I also like that he finished it with chow. Shows a bit of culture. Yeah, yeah, I like chow. Chow. Not enough chows in the no. world. So thanks. Uh, was it Ethan from some sort of painting? EJ Painting. EJ Painting. Shout out to them as well, but... Ciao, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. All right, what else we got here? Hey, boys, just got an uh, argument for you to settle. Uh, my housemate backs himself as an alpha punter on the ponies. Mm. Uh, however, whenever he gives tips that he gets on as well, they turn out to be absolute fucking donkeys. Don't even place. So just wondering if you can uh, use your unqualified opinion and unwavering bias to tell me if he's an uh, unlucky punter or a literal fucking beta dribbler. Be here soon. Uh, go to Cowboys. Cheers. Look. Um, great question. It's a great question. We hear a lot of this. Now, it's pretty simple, right? If if when he gets on, they never run well, they always lose, I would start to think that maybe they've always lost. Yeah. he might. He's, he's bound to get a couple of winners here and there, but if he's giving you tips, it's usually a big day. It's probably a Cox Plate or a Melbourne Cup or something. Yeah. He's, he's trying to flex on a big day. He's got right? him from his cousin. He's trying to flex on a big day. If they're not winning, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And if you want to do your own research, go back through his bet slip and see how, many, how much green's in there. I'm guaranteeing you right now there's going to be a lot of red. Yeah. Now, I don't know 100%, but if you want to get his phone and go through those bet slips, I'm, I'm predicting red comes up. Yeah. Um, I think we can safely predict here that he is a shit punter. Yeah. Do all the bet slips. Yeah. Is there green? Is there red? I think we know the answer. We know the answer. But thanks for the thanks for reaching. And out. I think you know the answer. I think you do. If you're honest with yourself, honest with the punters and the dribblers of the podcast, you knew the answer. You before knew the you answer called. before you called. You got a beater on your hands. <laughs> Boys, just another punter and a dribbler just here, mate. Boys, instead of mate, the fight of the century took place. And no, I'm not talking about Andy Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua. I'm talking about Darcy Lussig versus Justin Hodges. Correct. The best football fight you've ever seen in your life. Justin Hodges, one of the greatest 
centres to ever don the jersey, mate. Yeah. One of the, is the worst of all time NRL football player that turned boxer. Can you believe it? That was the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Beers never, Justin Hodges, beers forever, Darcy Glossick. Fair. Take that as a comment. Look, I think like that dribbler would be front and centre at the uh, professional throwing league. He'd throw. He'd throw. He'd love to throw. I also think he would like to watch throwing. Oh, absolutely. Him, that man there that just called in, sort of, he is the target market for the professional throwing league. Yeah. Now, if that if that gentleman would like to confirm his interest in the professional throwing league. Would you league. attend the professional yeah, throwing yeah. league? That's yes or what no. we want to know. That's what we know. That's what we need. So get back to us with that, but thank because you for reaching out. Because we aren't joking when we say we're going to get this off the ground. No, no, we're going to get the professional throwing league. Do we ever talk league. shit? Never. Never, ever. Do we ever, We always back ourselves up? Always. Absolutely. But we need some feedback from the dribblers, mostly the dribblers. Mostly the dribblers, but punters always appreciate your opinion as well. Professional throwing Punters league. welcome, but dribblers, dribblers we need. We need, their- need that. All right, let's go. Okay, that sounds like it was a mistake. That sounds like a dribbler at work. Pretty sure this bloke calls back. Let's just give it one more go. Uh, How you going? Uh, This is Sean. Talking to the punters and the dribblers. How's Darcy Classic knocking Justin Hodges out last night? Mm. Uh, I feel like he deserved every single bit of it. Um, where he goes from there is pretty much nowhere. Uh, Dusty Lustig, well, good for him. Yep. Um, gallon shot, I don't see it, but if he wants to take it, good for him. Uh, Justin Hodges, Queenslander, Toadfish, <laughs> suck it, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> toadfish. Toadfish. Cane toad, yeah. but they are, toadfish. They are toadfish. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Uh, that 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 dribbler is full of the brim. <laughs> he's full of the brim. He's absolutely had a. He's had a rugby league skin full. He's had a rugby league skin full. Late in the piece. He's, he's caught like, in for, he's, for he's event. Just giving statements like gallant. Yeah. Grub. <laughs> Justin Hodges. Toadfish. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. He was speaking in blocks. Yeah. <laughs> which I like. Well, sometimes when you've had a rugby league yeah. skin full, that dictates yeah. how sort of free-flowing yeah. you are. Yeah, it's block block chat. Block chat. Now, is he going to be front and centre at the PTL? Yes. 100%. Yes. He's already got a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, almost the spokesman for the PTL. If you want to be a ring announcer. Maybe a commissioner. Yeah, <laughs> commissioner <laughs> for the PTL. Welcome to... <laughs> The PTL. <laughs> Night of Biffs. <laughs> Lot of it. Delight. People. Love Don't it. It's constantly shit face. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah, Thanks for that one. That. We loved love it. That. I think we got one more before we uh, wrap this bitch up. Where are we? Where are we? Here we go. This one's coming late. G'day, um, punters and dribblers. Uh, second time calling out to the hitman. I don't know uh, a few other names were attributed to me last week. Uh, don't know about that, but yeah, it's the hitman. Um, <laughs> actually running a bit late. Might not make this week's potty uh, because it's Monday and you guys have just started recording, I believe. I'm familiar with your uh, timeline. Uh, just wanted to say a couple of things. Interesting that there was actually a guy 
in primary school that could do it with like a half baked throbber. Um, <laughs> yeah, without even having any. Oh. Also, really appreciated Bone Man getting back to me. Um, and it's good that he doesn't do it in front of his mum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe when we do the Drip with Punter catch up at Christmas uh, time in the next couple of weeks, maybe I can meet him up with a few other questions that aren't that suitable for, um, you know, live broadcast. Uh, another thing, uh, Kelly Slater, a friend of the show, Sir Donald uh, Beedman. I mean, maybe this is time for you guys to get real commercial uh, Triple M breakfast radio and and maybe do a do a song for Sir Donald Beedman, similar to the uh, Willie Beeman song uh, from any given Sunday. You know, they call me Sir Donald. Sir Donald Beedman. I keep the ladies. I keep them creaming. You know, it's an idea. It's Christmas time. Bit of a radio activation for you fellas. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Hitman. He wants a song, does he? He wants a song for Steeman Donald Beeman. He wants a song for Steeman Dolly Donald Beeman. Donald Beeman. Uh, Keep what- the girls screaming. Yeah. Look, I'd like to throw this one out because obviously my myself and Eddie, uh, look, are we musically gifted 100%? But such you know, this podcast has reached a size where we don't necessarily have the time to create the song. If there's a punter and dribbler out there who fancies himself as, you know, a muso of of basic note, you don't have to be a Mozart here. Well, you know what it is? It's Christmas time and we're spreading Christmas cheer in the form of Sir Donald Beedman. Beedman. Uh, songs. Christmas songs. Carols. Carols. If you've got a Sir Donald Beedman carol up your sleeve. Carol that you want to share. Call the dribbler hotline. Call the dribbler line or make it and send us in the audio file. Does the does the winner get something? The winner gets a baggy green. If you, you if you make a good Donald yeah. Beedman song, put it this way: yours might be the best, but we might not like it. Yeah. If it, if it if we like it, if we like what we hear, baggy green. You get a baggy green. There it is. There it is. A Donald Beedman, Sir Donald Beedman Christmas Carol. Yeah. <laughs> It can be R-rated as you like. Or it can be it can R-rated be, as you like, or it can be, it can be as, PG as, it can like. be as Michael Bublé as you like. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it, you want. If you want to do your own backing music, that's fine. Look, it's like, what it's it, it's up to you. You have complete creative control. It's but just, there is a baggy green a baggy on, green the, on line. the line. You've got to call in you, to look, the Dribbler You've either got to call into the Dribbler hotline and sing it. Or send in your submissions. Or send in your audio submissions. Uh, submissions to the email. To the email, which is info at hellosport.com.au. Easy. That's easy. That's easy stuff. Uh, that's dribbler dribbles. We're not going to do one because we've already got baggy greens. We've already got baggy greens, so it's just there's no point for us to do it. We'd like to, you know, extend the offer to the punter and the dribbler out there for a Christmas baggy. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? This is a Christmas baggy green. Yeah, they're red and they green are, are, as well. They're green, Christmas colours. Now, before we go, we've got to give a shout out, and this is not uh, this is not paid for advertising. Punish no, no, it's not cash for. This comment. ain't cash for comment. This is a shout out for a friend of ours, friend of the show, friend of the show. Uh, just got to get the details up so I don't fuck it up. Um, for Anna Maria Acevedo, kind of like avocado, uh, and it's cakes and cupcakes by Anna Maria. Now, we were privileged enough to meet Anna Maria and her uh, hot, throbbing boyfriend. Grinzy. Grinzy boy. Uh, and they were generous enough to uh, give us some some of their shortbread cakes. Now, 
Christmas shortbread cakes were out of this world. If you're in the business of of shortcakes, shortbread, shortbreads, like rather, like if you're if you let's say you're a Scotch finger guy, you like a Scotch finger with a nice cup of tea. Yeah, I'll give you the hot take. I'll give you the hot take. These shortbreads. Uh, which are shaped like you know your favorite Christmas characters, whether it's a reindeer, snowman, reindeer, snowman, that sort of, of that vibe. vibe. Icing, right? Icing on shortbread. It's a fucking no-brainer with a cup yeah. of tea. I had it. I had it when we got home. You and I talked about having the shortbreads with a cup. I you did took it. them all, and I didn't get any. Yeah, and it's fantastic. fantastic. Now, Absolutely fantastic. Look, that is. If you want to get them, because they do deliver, I just I, I don't know about nationwide. That's a Dior, but certainly in Sydney, if you want to just get a couple of really top notch bickies for your Christmas uh, lunch for someone, you want to give them to someone. You got a Chris Kringle, you got to offload some bickies to someone. Go to www.cakesbyannamaria. A N A M A R I A. Cakesbyannamaria.com. They're fucking delicious. Um, but thank you very much, Anna Maria. Thanks, Grinzy. Um, beer soon, guys and gals. Um, hell of a show. Hell of a show. Hell Re- of a week. Hell of a week. Reach out, Curtly Beal. Um, still waiting, brah. Still waiting, brah. Beer soon, brah. See you next week, brah. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.